Boom. What up, humble beast? Welcome to my TED Talk. Yep, welcome to TED Talk. We are back once again, bringing you that fresh content on this fine Thursday. But y'all are going to get it. Yeah, maybe not fine Thursday. It is currently as cold as humanly possible. Yeah, cold enough for me to be unhappy about it, which is usually below... 60 degrees, and I'm <laughs> unhappy. Yeah, pretty low threshold. Yeah, there's still snow in my car somehow, but... Yeah, mine Yeah, mine really just built up on the hood and just won't come off. I can't shake it. Yeah, no, it's on the it's on my, the roof of my car, and then I was just going to be like, okay, I'm not driving today whenever I woke up, and it was like four inches on top of my car, but I, I'm, I'm not winter weather ready, so I just got out a two-by-four and started scraping... And just made it just so I was barely not going to crash my car by driving a quarter mile. I was pretty pumped, though, whenever I hit the windshield wipers, and it really just all slid off for me. Yeah, I've got ass window windshield wipers right now, Oof. and I refuse to change them. I don't know why. I've always had that problem. But, yeah, so terribly cold. I could have done with just – we could have done with just, like, a provisional cold day post-snow day. Yeah, um, they sent out an email last night um, after they had sent the thing saying like, hey, y'all were not in school today, but we're going to have school tomorrow. Just like making sure that nobody was just going to say screw it and not set any alarms because they're like, oh, we'll be off of school tomorrow. Yeah. Which I almost did. So thank God that they did say that. And uh, they sent out an email saying like, like giving people guidelines on how to behave in the in the cold weather and they were saying like if there's ice walk on it like a penguin like with straight legs and stuff (laughs) and uh my favorite part of the email was the part that they said a jacket or i mean a hoodie is not a coat you need to like wear a coat because it's gonna be 22 degrees out and i felt like that was a stupid thing to say but also i see psychopaths walking around in like shorts and stuff and it's just like those those guys it's like oh no i don't think it's that cold my yeah, legs don't it's not even that cold yeah no it's cold buddy that's up there with like that's one of my least favorite types of people to be honest is the people that are like oh it's not even that cold whenever yeah. it's like obviously super cold then they get hit with that big karma like that video where um where it's like those joggers on the news and it's like a winter wonderland outside and they're like in full jogging gear and they start uh, they like pull him over. It's like, hey, why are you out running? It's like, oh, I, I love running on the snow. It's like a lot of good grip and stuff, and, uh, and there's nobody out or anything, and I can just run. And then they turn away and start running off, and like the camera's still on them, and they just slip and eat ass like like 30 feet away. And I was like, yeah, that's what you deserve. Get inside, buddy. Yeah. Have yourself a hot cocoa. Like, come on, take a day off. Seriously. Give yourself a break. Come on. So, in the time since we've last spoken, fun fact, um, we never really see each other in person outside of doing this, I feel like. It's a pretty rare occasion. 
And uh, it actually occurred this weekend, documented on Instagram, so. Yeah, you said you were going to put some sauce, some ranch on it, and you certainly did. Yeah, I put a little ranch on it the was, pig. It was subtle, but, like, whenever you really looked into it, people were like, damn, he threw some shadows on there, and I was like, yeah, he, he, he's good with the sauce. Yeah, they're like, whoa, this is, like, duplicated, like, four or five times. You look at the reflections, and it's, like, of our faces. Yeah, people question me about that Instagram. I'm like, you ever been to, you ever been to Wingstop? You can see into the kitchen, and the guy's got the big old metal bowl, and he's <laughs> he's tossing. Yeah, that's what Brady does on the computer with these photos. It's a little bit. It's some. I really like the subtle. It's like a subtle excessive. Like whenever you look at it, you're like, "Wow, this is just like kind of blurry and like poorly done." And then yeah. you really look at it, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, this is crazy." Yeah, it's always trying to capture how I feel like the picture looks to me whenever it gets taken yeah <laughs> so you gotta have a little bit of you gotta have a little bit of focused blur to every picture that's been my favorite thing lately whenever i've been editing anything is to duplicate it and then lower like the opacity yeah and then just like erase out the original thing so that like there's like a blur mm. almost like it's a blurry picture but then it's like a just detailed out version of the same thing and then you go in there and you do, like, hue, saturation, like, all that stuff and make it, like, a totally different color. Yeah. And that's how you get that. I feel like it's, like, the... It's very obvious that, like, my favorite time frame of, like, picture editing was, like, that, like, 2013, 2014. Yeah, you're, just you're, like, you're, you're stuck at, uh... You're stuck at age 15. Oh, for <laughs> sure. It's just, like, me really refining that look that I enjoyed back whenever I was, like, 15, of just, like, the... I feel like it's, like, those old school... Or not even old schools of reach, but, like, those, like, early internet rapper album covers and stuff where it would literally just be, like, their face, but it'd be, like, green Mm. and, like, everything. Like, they'd literally just take a picture and then just mess with, like, the hue saturation and just make it look crazy. Yeah. Or or you're basically your whole... uh, Your whole vibe that you're going for is the video for Yamborghini High. Oh yeah, it's definitely rooted in that kind of uh, yeah um, culture. Just like the, just like whenever you think of stuff being like, whoa, whoa that's trippy. Like, I love stuff like that. Yeah, uh, like uh, uh, excuse me, is in the music. What's the actual music video from ASAP Rocky? LSD. A- LSD. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of that, but yeah, it's the it's, excuse me part is so crisp though. The excuse me part goes hard especially because like that's such a slept on song honestly i agree and i'm glad that they threw it in with like a song that's as big as lsd is yeah and that music i mean like everybody knew that music video was gonna be on a different level yeah and then they just tossed in that one part where it's like there's no weird editing or anything it's just bright crisp crisp gold going through the mirror all his chains are gold. Yeah. The whole background scene is just white and gold. Yeah. That was a powerful shot. Yeah, for real. I'd say, get on a little tangent, I've been watching, been going back watching some newer Lyrical Lemonade stuff. Have you seen their Office Tour video? No, I haven't. Honestly, I haven't seen any Lyrical Lemonade, just because I haven't been watching like, like a lot of their type of rappers music videos i haven't really watched a ton of them since like the end of Lil pump and like the beginning of juice world really popping so like probably like a year or so so now they have this huge 
so first off, their new stuff is still just on a different level. Yeah. Like they dropped, they've got their, the JID music video with J. Cole mm. is crazy. Um, all blue faces ones. I love them. Yeah. Just cause it's that, it's like kind of that classic Cole Bennett. He's just really taking it to like another level. Yeah. And then, but back to the original thing, the office tour, this dude has like a huge office now basketball court oh i don't doubt it like and that's i feel like that's just crazy because i feel like everybody kind of like grew with this like whole thing well yeah exactly and like even just like with that the whole office thing i feel like a lot of i mean especially creatives but everything from like from like people like that that do like video editing and stuff and and then all the way to like comedians and stuff and then I mean, it, I mean, the cornerstone of what everything that I'm saying would be like Joe Rogan. Their like biggest thing that they try to do immediately is like build a creative space, like an actual physical, yeah, realm. Because like you realize how conducive that is to like what you're trying to do. Yeah, and because that's dope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's like my dream. Easily, if you get if you get papered up enough to where you can acquire a personal space to do stuff like that. Yeah. Early move. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like, I, I don't want, I, I feel like it's, it started out with like the whole like man cave thing. And that's like the dad version of it. But like, I want a warehouse where like I can do like woodworking and metalworking in one corner For and sure. then like literal like art in, in in one corner and there's like a space for like if i want to have people over in like another corner like like i want it complex i want a man building yeah this has been this yeah because we've really never talked about this and that's crazy because i definitely have said the same thing like a lot yeah except that my kind of game plan is to get that going as fast as humanly possible yeah. out of college and just start with like this is the route you go shipping container houses and you start out with like a little double decker yeah. in a place and you just pick a place that's going to be like a pretty decent, like the, as far as price goes to get your plot and then you build your little double decker. Yeah, I, mean, I literally was looking at shipping containers on, on Google two hours ago. And that's literally like right there. That's like 20, probably like 25 bands total. Yeah. Once you get it like finished. Mm-hmm. And then plus however much the land cost. And then that's like, and then you're started. And if you bought a decent, let's say you bought like an acre of land, you're in a position to where you could seriously expand that like rapidly. Cause it's like, especially if you're going to add on like a garage or something, that's like 10 bands. Yeah. And then you have like a massive garage mm. and you've got your little, you could go, it's just modular housing like that is crucial. Well, yeah, they, uh, I was talking to some people last night and I was saying how, like, how much I miss living at the loft where it was like a little, like, warehouse. Yes. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna try to hunt down, like, some weird industrial space in Dallas. And this other guy was like, oh, no, nah, bro, I was looking into that and they're like stupid bands. And I was like, yeah, probably because you're looking in, like, Midtown Dallas. I'm saying I'm gonna buy a space next to a paper factory and i'm sleeping on a mattress yes exactly in a corner and yeah. i'm just doing stuff yeah the running running water will be exclusively from a spigot <laughs> that's in the inside the house yeah i got you got one of the eco showers yeah yours wow 
Yeah, yeah. but you know I'm going to get a bidet in that bitch. <laughs> you don't even... It's a compost toilet, <laughs> but you have a bidet. Yeah. <laughs> the, the running water in my house is a, is a valve that goes two ways off of a spigot, and one of them goes to my shower, and the other one goes to my bidet. I fill up, I fill up my Brita filter in my shower. Yeah, we shit like peasants, but we wipe like kings. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh. Yeah, you know how we do it around here. I mean, that's... <laughs> anybody that knows me, that actually makes a lot of sense. And then the trick would be to get hella money in that thing and then just ball out on a car. Yeah. And then just really confuse everybody around you. Yeah, exactly. And, like... Like have a have the industrial space have like a garage that like the only thing people are like the people around in like the factory district or wherever the hell I end up finding this place all they're gonna see is my RS seven pulling in and out of there and never see me. They're just like. And the first time some robbers try to try to uh, get me for my foams. They're gonna realize that I'm. I have a setup similar to the movie The Collector going on when you try to get in this thing. I've got I've got barbed wire and and snare traps and stuff. I got a net. They're on. They it turns into a game show. You've been really setting this up to get robbed. It turns into a game show immediately whenever they come in. Yeah. And you're the banker from Deal or No Deal, but the deal's their life. It's gonna be eerily similar to like a like a fusion between like. Saw six and uh, the episode, um, uh, what's it called? Is it called White Bear of yeah, of or, Black Mirror? It's, um, I'm pretty sure it is White Bear, White Bear, yeah, it's something like that, but it's definitely Bear, it's yeah. definitely Bear. I'm pretty, yeah, it has to be, yeah, uh, I'm, I'll double check that, but I mean, uh, as far as Black Mirror goes, it's probably one of my uh, one of my top episodes as far as like, damn. No, I'd say I'd say even more conventional than that. I'd say they can still win. It's like deal, it's literally deal or no deal, but like penny to five dollars, they die. But then the rest of it's just regular deal or no deal. Like they could still win, walk out there with a milli. Yeah, it's white bear, but um, yeah. And I, if I get real papered up, my next purchase would be um, uh, having Howie Mandel on retainer. To where they could oh, be extra yeah. confused when they're like, "Is this actually is NBC here? Is yeah. NBC involved in this in this strange ghetto of Dallas?" <laughs> there are five. There are five. You're down to the last five, and they're all below five dollars. And you just call as the banker, and um, you're like, "Hand the phone to Howie." Yeah, and Howie's, and you're like, "You know what you got to do." And we and throw back to. Probably the most confusing podcast we've ever made, which was South with the South America one, where we were talking about oh, the com- yeah. the compound with uh, with Kanye West. Yeah, um, that, and the aliens that looking that like looking glass for yeah. for the club. Oh yeah, that's gonna be my little banker thing. I'm gonna have a small table next to me with a comfy chair. Well, I mean, yeah, the looking glass thing. The idea definitely stems. I mean, it's definitely banker vibes from Deal or No Deal. Yeah, absolutely. It's like somewhere between the banker from Deal or No Deal and and the Weasley dude that plays Arrow in Twilight that also plays the DJ guy. Michael Sheen? In Tron. Yeah, it's Michael Sheen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like him in Tron. Oh, yeah. He kind of overlooks the thing. Yeah. But then 
I can't. I go back and the glass probably can change between being able to see me and being able to just see a shadow of me, like the banker. Yeah. Like well, I mean, I, I something. I'm heavy on DIY Instagram, and uh, <laughs> I, I I saw something that was very cool to where it was, it was like a glass that flipped over, like it was a normal, a normal like window pane. But then it was on hinges to where if you flipped it over, all this liquid came down and wow. it like perfectly widened it out. Wow. It, yeah, dude, I need a I need a damn woodworking. I need a I need a shop. I need <laughs> myself a shop. Oh boy, needs a shop. Yeah. See, I, I just don't. I don't have enough time for sleep in my life. <laughs> Later on, I'm gonna have a career and stuff, and I'm still gonna need to do my things for sure. It's what drives me. Okay. I'll just hop on YouTube. <laughs> to cut. Um, Super Bowl happened. The game itself was another one that I feel like wasn't super interesting unless you were a fan. I don't know. It's just like nothing can really disappoint me after I was like kind of okay because I'm a big football guy with the – with who who was playing like two years ago, the Rams and the um, Patriots. Patriots, where it was like three to three yeah. in the third quarter, and I still that was last year, and I had to still sit there and like appreciate it because I was like, oh yeah, they're playing awesome defense, but I had like a hundred people at my house, and half of them were girls that hardly watched. They were like, oh, this is so boring. I was like, yeah, it's boring, but. It's, it's like I was a dad at church with my five-year-old. It's like, get over it. <laughs> okay, but um, how about Kyle Shanahan now having, like, one of the most tragic plus minuses in the fourth quarter of a su- in Super Bowls? Cause that, he Is was, that only based off of him being the offensive coordinator for, um, for Falcons. the Falcons? Plus, he was the head coach, obviously, for the Niners. Yeah. And then, but I mean, like, I don't know, I don't know, obviously, all time where that puts him, but I mean, like. That well, yeah, dude, I mean, he, he now has that reputation. That dude's like negative 31, probably, in the fourth quarters of games. That hurts bad. Well, I mean, and you, you want to blame the, you want to blame the defense and everything, but like, he is A, one of the head coaches that runs the, runs the offense and, or shares the duty in running the offense and he also used to be an offensive coordinator. And in both of those events, you can clearly see them get up yeah. and then stop literally playing not to lose yeah. for and the then, rest of the game after that. And, and then, then Kansas City it. and then Kansas City really started showing up on defense and then they just dropped well, the ball. At the same time that they start going that they start going fast pace. On offense as well. Like, it was a perfect storm for the 49ers. So then, the ads. I would say this year, the Super Bowl ads, this is, like, one of the weirdest years in a long time overall. I really didn't even watch the ads that much because I I was at a party to where it was, like, it was a darty all day, and then we, like, settled into, like, a pretty good spot outside to where we were still having, like, music playing and stuff. So we were just, like, up playing games and stuff during the commercials and stuff. But I did catch a couple of the tail-end ones, and, I mean, it was nothing nothing that shocked me. But I, if I would have, with full volume right in front of a TV, seen that Sabra Hummus commercial, then I think I would have had a stroke. I can't even—I can't remember which one you're talking about. 
it was the slip in my mind. The one that had like literally all the recently dead like internet fads all saying like how do you muss and it's different it's like rick flair meg the stallion that dude that does magic on tiktok that's not really magic it's just like sexual predatory well no humor no not that guy that (laughs) that that guy's different these videos are actually pretty cool but like it's not magic it's just amazing video editing but he like does it as a magic trick yeah and the list goes on and on. I'm trying to remember who else was on there. But, um, yeah, it, that one, I I would have had a stroke if I saw it live. And then, okay, so there, I'd say overall it was a lot of, like, Tim and Eric, like, kind of Old Spice style, yeah. like, commercials. Like, they really went weird this year. And then Google comes in with the kidney shot with the saddest commercial I've ever Dude, seen Google's in my entire been, life. I didn't see that one, but, like, there have been recent Google commercials that, I was like, damn. Dude, it's this guy that's talking to Google Assistant, like setting rem- Oh no, I saw that one. Setting yeah. reminders about his, about his wife? dead wife. Yeah. And he's like, Oh man, that remember was a- how she and I'm not kidding, I'm literally just crying. Yeah. Cause I was just watching it here and I'm literally just sitting there. I'm like, oh my God. I'm literally like crying watching this commercial. It's the saddest commercial I've ever seen in my life. I'm like what the? It came like right after like a a crazy commercial too. I think it was it came after like the dancing, the the tax layer. Yeah, thing. the dancing yeah. tax layer one, and it literally went from that. And I was like, wow, that was like a weird. That was a weird commercial. Yeah. And then just boom, Google's like, here's the saddest forty five seconds you've ever seen in your entire life. Hey, have you ever lost anybody <laughs> that's like of elderly age and thought about what they do in their free time? Well, here's a Google commercial to make you remember that they still think about their significant other that passed away before them i'm like damn yeah that was the the real kidney shot but i mean like even those even as far as sad commercials go usually they're like they're like sad to where it's like happy sad like the like the wgu commercials and like all the all the uh online college stuff that is like a real tearjerker every time I see one where it's like, oh, he's got a kid and it's working hard and I like this music and he gets his degree and like his kid's sitting in the audience whenever he gets his diploma and shit. But uh, yeah, no, that one was an actually sad commercial. Even like the Disney ones where the kid's like growing up and he's looking through the pictures of them at Disney. Yeah. Like that one's like a happy, sad. Yeah. But like, golly, that one's deep, Google. Yeah, for real. Are. I wish they would have, because they thankfully they didn't plug any product after. It was mm. just for the Google Assistant. But I wish that they would have just immediately cut to like a carrier ad. Yeah. Like buy one Google Pixel 3A and get one free. Oh man. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Just right after. Remember how remind me. Yeah. Like how she loved well, this I mean, place. You, and then you, they're like Buy one Google Pixel 3a, get one free with T-Mobile. You see them just drive, literally beat a dead horse with these commercials afterward because they're like, they still use them and chop them up like, and just like, hey, remember the Super Bowl commercial? Here's five different sections of random Mm -hmm. little, little blips of it. It's just so you can kind of remember what the original one was. Yeah. And I could see them like, 
like 3 a.m. ESPN playing that commercial and then just having like like Verizon, the most reliable, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I already, I didn't, I can't remember if there was a carrier role, but I did see a chopped version of it. Yeah. Whenever I was at the gym like last night. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, wow. I was like, sad commercial. Dude, speaking of, um, speaking of just like carriers in general, I have always said, don't ever product place because people will catch it and think it's stupid. Like a lot of stupid people won't catch it and they'll be like, oh no, he just has Samsung phone. But like I watched Suicide Squad the other day. Yeah. And there's this one part where they like have the, of course the digital interface for anything that's going on in a movie absolutely doesn't make any sense. But he just has a Samsung phone and he's just touching random parts of it and this camera's moving around and stuff. But it's like, it just says Samsung huge across the top of it. And I was just like, yeah, that's not subtle at all. And how much money, like, I I bet Samsung shelled out the bands for that, but do you really need them to? I don't know, but you got to think. It's like, it's all about hitting, it's like weird how you, how hard you are going to like segment your ads because I feel like stuff like that when they product place is like trying to appeal to like 13 to 15, like 13 to 16 year olds, honestly, in my opinion. And it really does work like moving forward because like you really think anybody in our generation would like seriously give a damn about what Sony Aveo is if yeah. it wasn't in the James Bond movies or Beast Pills in yeah. the in the early 2010s music videos they were heavy in those I'd just say yeah like Beats is a prime example yeah. of just I mean those were like generic headphones at the start I mean granted what now what they're at now like that is like a serious headphone company yeah but like at the beginning in my opinion was they were making they're just branding pretty well i mean it was all it was all branding i mean they they started out as a they were from the beginning they were high-end uh headphones but they weren't like actually yeah they but but it was everybody who actually cared about the quality of the headphones i mean debatably still to this day anybody who cares about the quality of the headphones would purchase something else over those oh and i agree with that but um yeah there it was just like straight marketing and like just like all the prime example that i can remember where it's an amazing music video and it's just kind of strange that they that they product place beats at the beginning of it was uh mamacita yeah they like a weird beats product place yeah he just like like the very beginning he bends over and just hits play on the beats thing and then after that amazing music video yeah especially for for the budget that they probably had to deal with i mean it was but nothing. It was Rich Homie Quan, Travis Scott, and Young Thug just in a parking lot with yeah. some props. Yeah, and that Impala. Yeah. Um, speaking of futuristic technology, um, there's a new TV show that's coming out in, I want to say, February or March, and it's by Alex Garland, who's Ex Machina and Annihilation, like the writer-director. And it's called Devs. Have you seen the trailer for this? Yes, I have. Um, is that the one that's uh, that like the trailer for it is like them in like the gold room and it just keeps yes. showing different people? Yeah, it looks good. And so pretty much what the concept is, if you didn't 
really get to process that trailer is Nick Offerman is like this dude's kind of like boss, and he gets into this. Like, Does he have a mustache? I think it's he's rocking full beard, Ooh. full beard, long hair. Ooh, and um, he this guy gets like kind of I guess like trapped. It's pretty vague trailer. Yeah, class in true Alex Garland form. Yeah, um, gets trapped with this group of like the devs, and I guess they're kind of like it. Kind of gives me um an adjustment bureau vibe. Oh yeah, I forgot about that movie. So they're kind of they're kind of like the future. It's like somewhere in between the Matrix and the Adjustment Bureau, yeah. In my opinion, yeah. Which I'm very interested in. Yeah, I'm about that. Especially Alex Garland has just proven that he can really do weird gray area stuff with technology. Yeah, I'm gonna look up his movies. I really those are his two biggest ones. Are he probably has a sleeper? Yeah, I bet he does have a sleeper. Well, he is wearing a scarf in the very first picture that I see, so don't do that. Oh, he did 28 Days Later. Oh, I forgot that he did 28 Days Later. I always forget that. Old boy's been grinding. Man, that means he's he's been at it for a minute. He was involved in Logan's run, and that was a while ago. His first movie was The Beach in 2000. And he was involved in Halo for in some capacity. It just says Halo, and it looks like looks like the movie. But yeah, his yeah twenty eight weeks later, twenty eight days later, Annihilation and Ex Machina. I like that. I can deal with that. Yeah, Nick Offerman is a bad guy, like a weird kind of bad guy. Yeah, that's gonna be a role changer for him. I think he would kind of. I could see him wanting to like get not out, but like expand. Especially because I really do feel like he's the type of guy that could just because he's got that like that stern personality. I feel like translates really well to a lot of like he could be like a lot of bad characters. If yeah. he can just hit a few in a row where he's like convincingly bad so people can shake like the comedic image. Yeah, I think that I think Chris D'Elia is going to get something big soon, like in a dramatic or like action role because he like. And there's random stuff where, like, you can he actually showcases his talent. But in the newest season of You, he is really good playing. Like, spoiler alert: he's a he's a pedophile. But um, but <laughs> it's, it's typecast. It must be typecasting. Oh, I mean, yeah, he gets <laughs> yeah he gets typecasted. It apparently he did a third time because he was talking on his podcast about. Like somebody was like, "Why do you always play a pedophile?" And he was like, "I, I was I played a pedophile twice. I did it on you, and then I did it on this other thing." I was like, "Are you not going to mention that you also played a pedophile on Workaholics?" <laughs> Just, hey, what's up, guys? Can you go to Penthouse? 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 <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I could I could see he. I mean, he's a talented dude and the strangest cat on the planet. So uh, I could see him blowing up. I don't know. It's just like. Uh, if you're a comedian and into acting, good for you. Because if I was a comedian, I would just like not do anything. I would just do sets every night. Yeah. And tour every now and then. And then get prepped for a big special and do it. And then go right back to it and just drink coffee all day. Make a lazy ass amount of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just secure it. Have have my, uh, have my an accountant and accountant slash financial advisor and just straight up sit down with them and was like, look, 
how can I be extremely comfortable and what exactly do I need to do to do that? Yeah. That'd be prime. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah, I am confused that, I mean, they just, they're trying to get that coin. Yeah. I mean, but also a lot of, a lot of comedians that also act are like they got into, I mean, it's, it's, you don't see it a lot in like, in like the newer comedians, like the super newer comedians, but that other, that old, older, like 35 to like 50 year old. And I guess a little over 50, like max out like Joey Diaz, Joe Rogan, and then bottom out at like, at like Brendan Schaub is like, whenever they were coming up, it wasn't super attainable to just start out as a comedian and try to work your way up. Like you, to survive, you also had to like take shit acting roles and stuff. If you moved to LA, you're just like, yeah, I mean, I'm making $7 at these sets yeah, and I need to eat. So this person's going to put me in a, uh, a very background character of law and order SVU and I'll definitely take it. <laughs> and then there's Jerry and you just make a B. Yeah. <laughs> you just crack the TV code. Yeah. And make a B. Well, um, Oh, well, it'll come back to me. But, yeah, I mean, as, as far as that goes, like, yeah, I, I don't know. You can't really uh, you can't really beat that comedian lifestyle because, I mean, I, I'm a night owl to begin with. So if I could just, like, sleep in and then go eat some lunch and then just, like, look forward to going up on stage and making people laugh at night, that would be, like, my absolute dream. Yeah, that'd be huge. But instead, I'm pursuing a chemical engineering <laughs> career. Just so who sl- knows what's going to happen there? Just slightly different. Yeah. Boom. 